What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black, the one and only show on the internet where we dare to discuss topics like uh, movies, TV, sci-fi, fantasy, dragon, space, and so on and so forth. Um, I am Dan Selke, and I am here as usual with Daniel Roman, the co-editors of Winners.net. Daniel, how's your hand? It's good. I have a ladybug who's guest starring today because they just decided to crash the pod. Uh, (laughs) Generally good. How are you? <laughs> Solid. And uh, we also have two special guests uh, this week. Uh, if you don't recognize them from our Sunday shows, we have both uh, Natalie Zamora and uh, we have Savannah Lay, who have been helping us break down, recap, review, and just dig into the red raw meat of every new episode of HBO's Game of Thrones prequel show, House of the Dragon, every Sunday. And now that House of the Dragon has wrapped up its first season. The wigs have come off. The dragons have settled down into the um, they're I don't know, they're 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 on the ground for the foreseeable future. That'll be a great time to get the gang back together and just talk through with you all out there watching the Internet land. What were the high points of House of Dragon season one? What were the low points? Did it work? Was it successful uh, from the perspective of what HBO wanted to do? Was it successful as a TV show that we enjoyed? Was it successful as a uh, rival to the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power over on that other network that everyone was talking about? <laughs> um, where is it going? Where's it been? Where's it been? Is, is Game of Thrones back? Did it ever leave? Like the questions are all out there and we're going to get down to the bottom of them. Everyone, as long as it doesn't take over an hour. So I guess I will just <laughs> have a question for the group to start. So we all we all like the series. We know that. What to say. about it do you think made you enjoy it? What made it a successful show for you? Um, That's a broad <laughs> question. Yeah, you know, like, like what's, what, what's the moment you remember being like, oh, this, this is working for me? The battle scene in the Stepstones with Damon and oh, yeah? uh, them, probably, yeah. I just think that was just such a moment and it just made me remember like how epic all of the Game of Thrones battles were. And I was like, okay, so they're still hitting all the marks. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. the jousting in episode one, just episode one in general, just seeing how much more of the budget that there was versus um, Game of Thrones was really something. They just, I just feel like they took that time to really um, hit all the details that we were missing sometimes in Game of Thrones. Um, so yeah, those are the two things. But then again, yeah. I've just been watching like the earlier episodes to you know, remind myself today. <laughs> well, Savannah, like to watch the earlier episodes, do you find it 
interesting now that you've seen the whole thing? Are you like watching them differently or having different reactions now that you're going back? Yeah, kind of. I, I don't think I'd look at it differently. I think I could, these are to me, I'm already somebody who watches them over again anyway, but um, I feel like I can rewatch kind of like I do with Game of Thrones. Like every now and then I just kind of like to go through the whole season, uh, all the seasons of Game of Thrones. And so I feel like this is going to be the same thing um, with House of the Dragon. So uh, yes. And oh, well, just because I'm, you know, a Damon stan, um, mm. I feel like his episode <laughs> one appearance versus episode 10, like character dynamics or whatever are like night and day. We see a, we really? see Damon in episode 10, but at the same time, like he has this much more complex emotional, um, element to him, whether it's Rhaenyra and him being together or whatever, but in episode one, he's just completely unhinged doesn't give a crap about it he's just gonna do whatever he wants because he's this you know the rogue prince but by episode 10 it's a little more refined and more mature kind of like when says in episode four well i mean yeah but also not totally he's still got that um oh, yeah. devil may care <laughs> joie de vivre that makes oh, yeah. him uh, so dangerous <laughs> natalie was there like a high point for you to this first season that you remember being like "Ooh, that's it Honestly, the premiere, I thought the premiere was, was really, really good, really strong, a great way to start the show. And, you know, I, I had some nerves going into this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect. Of course it's HBO. So I mean, HBO is my favorite network. Like I will watch anything yeah. on there. The production is going to be good at least, but yes. yeah, it really impressed me. I thought it was a great way to introduce this new story. Of course, the story is great. We all know this. That's why mm-hmm. they're making it a show. But the characters, the acting was so good. And I just fell in love with Rhaenyra right away. It was really easy to like these characters, even though all of them are so gray. And I know someone said that in the comments too, like the characters are just so complex. And we got that in the first episode. So I was sold right away. The final scene with the Game of Thrones music, I was like, the chills are here. This is it. We're back. We have Mimi Faye saying, I like the fact that the characters were neither totally bad uh, and good, which, yeah, I agree with. I, I think there was a little yeah. bit of kerflunkination cur- at times, but mostly, yeah, they, they successfully did that. The premiere was strong, like out of the gate. It was yeah. like, this is a confident show. This is a show that is going places that immediately the old show didn't go. Like we mm-hmm. had the joust. We had the C-section pregnancy horror show. I thought Viserys, Rhaenyra and Damon popped pretty quickly. It was, it was good. Like they, they definitely knew what they were doing and they chose the right thing. Daniel, when you watched the premiere, were your nerves wiped away or were you still um, in a wait and see posture? My nerves were pretty immediately wiped away. I think, you know, I, I was ready to give this show a chance. I was hoping it would be yeah. good. Um, I was hype going into it, mm-hmm. but I think the the seeing Rhaenyra fly into King's Landing in the, the second yeah, scene like- of the show, um, they brought back some of the Targaryen music and then kind of moved into this montage of King's Landing where we see her and Allison walking around um, in the Red Keep. And I feel like those scenes really kind of pulled me in and let me know, okay, this like like Natalie was saying, this is a confidence show out of the gate and it feels both very similar and different um, yeah. than Game of Thrones. And I, I think the thing that really, really hooked me was so I watched the first uh, six episodes all in a row, That's like right. all in one night. That's and about seeing, that. So 
this was before we knew there was going to be time jumps like every other episode. Um, mm-hmm. So seeing that and kind of getting that feel that like, okay, this almost feels like an anthology series with how it's mm-hmm. treating each section of its story. Um, that was the thing that made me think, okay, this is going to work and it's going to be different enough from Game of Thrones that it's going to make its own mark. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What do we think of the time jumps? Because, I mean, so, 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 they're, so, so they're doing things that are kind of daring. Like, that. I, haven't, I don't think yes. I've thought of this being done before, where you have these, you know, like, uh, two year, six month, 10 year, six year time jumps in between episodes, recasting major roles um, about halfway through. And then we had all the, the younger kids who also got recast. Um, I mean, it, it seems like people didn't mind them, obviously, because they kept watching and it, it feels like people are pretty invested. Did those work for you or do you wish that they had gone on the way that they had explored anything more in between or? Are we looking at this and saying like they did it right or should they have done like a flashback thing? Like, was this the right approach now that you've seen the complete picture? I like that it was linear. Definitely not about so many flashbacks and shows. That's not really my favorite thing. So I'm glad it was like that. The time jumps worked for me. I do think, Mm -hmm. and I think we've talked about this before, like the show asks a lot of you. You have to just trust them that, you know, these things happen in between the episodes. You're not going to see it. Allison's big personality change after 10 years, we just had to say, okay, yeah, that's how she is now, which is fine for me. I know there were complaints about the time jumps, but for me personally, I think it was fine. I was willing to go along with it. And I think the way that it turned out now that we've seen all the episodes, it worked. And I'm excited for no more time jumps in season two, just to see how that goes. It's cool that the show will kind of change up again a bit in season two, that this first season was a bit of an aberration and a unique experiment. I mean, the crown sort of does it, but even that's like actors every two years change over, not like, you know, every couple of episodes. Um, and people in the comments seem to like it too. Tanisha says that the time jumps were definitely necessary. Go to the meat and potatoes of the dance. And then there's a little like emoji of, what is that? <laughs> the time dance. jumps have pros and cons. Said oh, it's ben. someone, yeah, someone dancing. Oh, fun. Oh, it's right. Cool. Had trouble connecting <laughs> to a few characters before they changed actors, but overall, not a huge deal. Daniel and Savannah, any comments on that stuff? Because I have another question that I was inspired to ask by Natalie, but I'm curious about your thoughts, if you have any, on time jumping, flip-flopping, doing the time warp. I didn't mind them at all. I think, kind of like Natalie was saying, you just had to trust it a little bit. But mm-hmm. also someone who yeah. is currently reading the book, there's a lot of things that I get why they needed to do the time jumps, too, just because... There's just so much in there to, to pack in there. And like you only have 10 episodes and you're trying to get to the point. Um, to me, though, like maybe in that premiere, making it a little longer than all the other ones and kind of like having a flashback of just the kind of Jaharis more than just the Grand, the Great Council. Like lead me up to that or something like give me just a little bit more because I, so far I, that's probably been one of my favorite parts of this book is 
right. Harris's brain and all like nice. that stuff before everything. Cool. Um, but I didn't mind them um, because they casted them so well. Like the the older and the younger were so connected, even though they didn't film together or really do anything together. Like it was just um, it was just good uh, charisma, not charisma. Good Neatness. character choice. Good character <laughs> casting. <laughs> Yeah, I get you. I yeah, I totally agree with that. I think the casting department deserves insane props for this show. Um, I love the time jumps because it's not something you see like you were saying, Dan. I can't think of any other show that did as many of them in one season like this, like every couple of episodes. The crown's Um, the only thing that pops into my head that kind of is sort of comparable. It's, It's still different. Yeah, which was Ryan Condal has said was their biggest benchmark that he used as a comparison outside of Game of Thrones was the crown. Um, I I loved it. I think there is something to be said for a story that can cover a huge span of time, um, like in a single installment. So like this is one season and it's like almost 30 years, which you just you rarely see something like that. So I think it mm-hmm. was a really bold choice. I think there it are was. so many ways it could have gone wrong. Yeah, I think that's true for flashbacks, too. They can so easily go wrong. And I don't think it did. I think this season did what it needed to do. Are there things I wish we got more of? Sure. I, I would have loved more time with like Lena Valerian and Damon and strong, as, yeah. as a couple. Yeah, mm-hmm. or Harwin Strong. Um, but I think knowing, you know, they're telling this story of the dance of the dragons. I don't think it would have been smart to leave off earlier, like to make season one shorter or make it. So the dance doesn't start until the end of season two. Like this was the way I think it had to go down. Yeah, I agree. I I do think I thought they had a very hard job because you're right. There are, there are, it could have gone wrong so easily. Like we've watched it go wrong. I watched the witcher. Yeah. I've watched like flashback I was, stuff. Yeah, like, we, I was just going to say this kind of yeah. thing go wrong. Um, I do have, but okay. So we said a lot of nice stuff. It's time to complain. Um, <laughs> if okay, if anything. Now that I've watched the whole thing, I kind of wish they would have gone further. Because now that I've seen all ten of it, I can't. Like, why not? I mean, I kind of wish now they would have like a young actor for Kristen Cole too to like kind of have him be. In like a 18 17 16 year old for, yeah. for the younger parts because he's pushing the limits a little bit when it comes to how <laughs> how old how old are you matt smith they kind of got away with i thought because he's like in his late 30s the actor and he's like in his 20s at the start and his like 50s at the end <laughs> okay i i yeah so, <laughs> He takes care of himself, Dan. Yes. I need to know his skincare routine. <laughs> I mean, Dragonfire for whatever makes reason. really good. Uh, what's it? Saunas. Dragon. They have great saunas on Dragonstone. Oh, sure. He gets in Caraxi's mouth and just hangs out there for a while, sweats it out. That's right. Um, That's right. I, I guess I wish that they would, like, I don't know, apply like something or a little bit, but mainly it was, I wish Kristen had a younger actor, but otherwise, yeah big success i want to put okay so again with more complaining um i thought all the characters <laughs> the big like the ones that pop the most even now are rhaenyra damon viserys um i want to ask a question about alison hightower because she to me was the the main character like the really a really someone they invested in 
who I had the most trouble kind of getting a handle on. And now that I've seen the whole thing, I can put this into context a bit more. That you know, Rhaenyra from the start popped. Like she became the heir and then she struggled with that. And then she explored her sexuality and then she got older and she had kids and she was still the heir. She got more responsible. I guess I had some problems with Alicent being like Rhaenyra's best friend and then completely on team green and against her. And then, but then she's back um, with Rhaenyra and then she is plotting against her, but like, not really. I thought they, I thought she ping ponged a bit much for my liking. I thought of, of like the big four that she could have been written a little smoother. Am I alone here or is anybody else feeling yes. that they like Alison Hightower? But like I, I, <laughs> I, 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 like I wanted a bit more consideration from her. I don't like her at all. There we go. So we've, 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 we've <laughs> Wait, okay. So why or why not? Well, <laughs> show your work. Now, she's Carry just the down- one. In the book, she's just downright <laughs> hateful and um, just rude, just rude, just hateful and rude. And so it's just now that seeing them like go back and forth, I'm like, just be rude. Like you want your son on the on the throne, like just own that. Like stop being two faced to her. Yeah. And watching back today, like I felt like there were just some times where she could have told Rhaenyra about her her visiting her father, even though Viserys what told or not to but because they're best friends if y'all are best friends Mm -hmm. um i tell my best friend any everything like even if someone's like don't tell them no like that's somebody who i confide in like why would you not confide in your best friend even if it is have that conversation um but yeah no i just think that they kind of were strategic in how they decided to have her personality change over the years because i feel like as soon as she got married and had her son like that's when the personality changed happened in the book but i don't know i didn't i didn't like the ping pong either like don't be nice to her just because your husband asked you to like no <laughs> i don't know I maybe Faye likes allison i'm glad we have people here as joy says though allison's dad told her all the kids would be killed by the blacks, so i can see why she was on the other side any daniel and natalie yeah. any of you have takes on allison hightower and the 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 arc of her personhood i yeah natalie you want to go first yeah i agree that she ping-ponged a lot but i didn't dislike it i think it kind of just showed that she's like unhinged kind of and she doesn't have like a personality or like an identity at all throughout the whole show and i think Mm -hmm. that her going back and forth between like who she was loyal to showed that because she was just trying to do either the right thing or the thing that made her look the best or feel the best. And she's extremely insecure. And I think from the start, like her and her and Rhaenyra are close friends, but there's still always going to be that kind of power struggle there because Rhaenyra doesn't study. She's not like into books. She's not Mm, into not a nerd. (laughs) She's not into like what she's supposed to be into. Um, she just wants to go ride her dragon and she gets away with it. Whereas Allison could not do those things. She has to play it by the book. So I kind of understand, like, is she right in what she's doing? No, absolutely not. I think she's a villain, but I do kind of buy why she's like that. And I have come to like her. Olivia Cook makes me yeah. like her. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's what I think. 
Yeah, definitely. I I liked Allison Hightower quite a lot, actually. Um, I enjoyed the ping ponging. I think so. Kayla Stevenson in the comments has a, has a great comment that I think is relevant to Allison and Rhaenyra, which is, can I just say how differently the show portrays Rhaenyra in the series versus the book? Um, in the book, I feel like like I grew to dislike her and Allison, oh. one and the same. But here they're making Rhaenyra more likable and on the verge of being a decent ruler. And I do think the book portrays Allison and Rhaenyra both as like more vindictive. Um, there, yes. Allison especially is like the evil stepmother trope in the book. Um, so they, she's different. I think she has changed quite a lot for the show. But it's it's almost funny to me to hear you talk about. Um, how she didn't pop for you, Dan, because I feel oh, like no, no, no. that she, the- she popped. I just, I, 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 I had, I keep saying I had a, I had a trouble getting a hold on her, like in my own head, like, where is she yeah. coming from? And Natalie, I, I thought you gave a really good treatise on sort of um, her personality listness, which does track. I don't know. Yeah. She, she just didn't, she wasn't as like a, as clear cut a figure in my head as, as, as some of the other people were. Got too much of her daddy in her. <laughs> too much you know you shouldn't say that on this show incest stuff you never know what's gonna be <laughs> daniel um are i i think daniel may have frozen yeah um but it's we a can, good, it's a good angle it's, it's, it's a good angle yeah uh not so much to start there um i like mcgillan's comments just about allison's characterization was all over the place just be rude nailed it savannah i do kind of agree with this and we'll, we'll move on from allison but i like the comment that they tried so hard to whitewash her just probably what got me to hate her character even more than the books. I don't hate her character. I do feel like if, if they like Savannah, if they committed to her being more ambitious and aggressive, I'd probably like her more. That's just the way my brain works. But um, yeah. overall, yeah. interesting. how about yeah. other characters? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Too. Like if they would have just like committed to her being a little bit, vind- a little more vindictive, kind of like more. the book or something like just committed to her, which that's what makes House of the Dragon good because there's moments you kind of like her and you want to be on her side, but then there's other moments where you're just like, oh, shut up. <laughs> but after reading the book and now watching, I'm like, no, just hush. Like, just either be <laughs> and be assertive because you want your son on the throne or be a good queen and understand that your husband named Rhaenyra the heir and you need to back off. Also, there was something earlier on in the series. Oh, Viserys at the King at the um, Names Day thing where they're out in the woods hunting and stuff. When he's drunk by the fire, he mentions the prophecy to Alicent. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, son, whether or not it's, you know, whatever. And it's just like, girl, you mean to tell me your misunderstanding four or five episodes later, you couldn't remember that time and by the fire? Mm hmm. Yeah. I, should, I should rewatch that scene. That's a good point. Cause I remember that scene. Cause I remember that he mentions that uh, he wants his son to have the crown of Aegon the Conqueror. Then later she has that happen. Yeah. Huh. So she- yeah. That is interesting. Fog of memory. Any other characters pop out to you guys? Like any other for good or bad reasons, by the way, really quickly, I've kind of come around to the foot fetish scene uh, with <laughs> Laris and Allison out of nowhere, but I'm like, yeah, maybe it's not that bad. It's weird, but I guess it's it kind of interesting. <laughs> it was short, but it made a mark. It's what it did. Any other characters stand out to you, either for good or bad reasons? Um, oh, that's a good question, Dan. That is a good question. Um, I really anybody that rhymes with uh layman, perhaps, starts with a D, very angry and moody. 
Well, yeah, I, we all know that I like Damon. <laughs> I don't care what Damon does. I'm still going to like Damon because he has that complexity nice. to him. Um, but I would say Viserys because sure, Viserys, and I feel like in the in the books, like they don't portray him quite as well as they do in the series. And I like oh, the no. make in the series because you, he's just like, I just want him to be happy with his little family. <laughs> And these two efforts over here are just like, no, I hate you. Well, I hate you. And he's just like, oh, God. <laughs> and you can't help but like him. So I'm sad that he had to die, but I know it had to happen. Um, I like Corlett, Corliss. I think I read something. Yeah. Not even a bit uh, about him. But that last episode of him kind of like reassuring with Rhaenyra and stuff made me feel like he is stepping into more of a father role with her and being that supportive older man that she needed. At, for reassurance but that maybe that's just oh totally i see that totally on point M- mimi fey also liked corliss that was a good um subtle thing like he didn't like just wasn't there like immediately like damon was but he he, he grew me over, over the season so that was a nice kind of secondary character progression we got mm. joanne damon's yeah. my favorite um Daniel or uh, uh, Natalie, any favorite or least favorite characters? Anybody who just stood out for you and for and and then why or why? I guess not. Why not? Why? <laughs> for me, Amond. I Amond is a character I like okay. a lot from the book. Um, so I was very curious to see how they were going to do him on the show, and I think they went. They clearly made an effort to make him a more multi-layered character instead of like they a psychotic have. villain. Um, they showed him being bullied as a kid. They made the death of Luke and Arax basically an accident with that, you know, Aemond went out to be a jerk and it slid out of his control. Um, so I liked him a lot, right from... I liked Leo Ashton as young Aemond, but you I and Mitchell, too, yeah. like the second he came on screen, I was like, all right, here's Aemond. The, this this guy is, is portraying him to the T. Um, I like Joceris more than I expected to. He's kind yeah. of a yeah, character. Yeah, actually, me too. I, I love him. Yeah, yeah, he's appealing. I kind of felt he's, like I was just gonna overlook him. Yeah, he. I one thing. So I'm curious about this. Did any of you guys catch that he was being a real jerk to Luke in the finale? That's the one thing that really that confused was a little me about odd, Jace. Yeah. I guess he was just he being like pushed too, him on the ground uh, and yelled. bellicose during their training session. Yeah, I I'll was surprised it. by that, but yeah. He'll, they need to make sure he has some regrets next season. <laughs> oh, sure. yeah. oh, I wonder if he'd be like, the last thing I did was tell him to do this. Um, it was my idea that, that we should go. It was. You know, that, that meme where um, he's saying, send us, and then Luke's pop up was like, please don't send us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. I agree that Jace has, has, has stood out nicely, uh, and only in like a few episodes as just you know, you want someone who's like that stalwart, dependable, just yeah, general good guy, and 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 he gives good good guy face. Um, Natalie, anybody uh, stood out to you? Oh man, it's crazy because I feel like at least in Game of Thrones there were so many unlikable characters, and I know mm-hmm. we talked about you know these characters being really complicated, and this is a world where there's betrayal, backstabbing, murder, like all the bad things. And yet there's not many characters I don't like. There's just a long list of ones that I do. 
Uh, Damon Rhaenyra, yeah. of course, they're my favorites. I really do love Jaceris. He is so like yeah, sweet and like dependable. And like, he really stood out to me too. Um, Viserys, even Allison. The one I do dislike is Otto. He yeah. annoys the oh, crap yeah. out of me. <laughs> Just probably Same. the worst. And Kristen as well. His oh, hair. God. It, but his hair did not change the entire show. Like make him look different. They I don't should know. have done something. Apparently, Otto had a different haircut in the start. Daniel told me. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I didn't did. notice that. I'm it's very subtle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like just like, put, yeah, like you a don't... gray streak in there or something as after 20 years pass. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm saying. It's I mean, it, I'm sure they're spending a lot of money on wigs already. Maybe they don't have anything <laughs> left over. Um, Cassandra pointed out Helena, who is like yeah. a, a low key, yeah. nice tertiary favorite. That's always nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Magellan says that Damon and Rhaenyra, I agree with this that Damon and Rhaenyra are it for me but I do wish Bela and Reyna had a few more lines which I agree with too that would be nice to get them to know them a little better the, uh, this is a different discussion the book to okay really fast point you know what no I'm not going to make it I'm surprised that no one is has it, said Damon because like if there's to me well, if there's it's one a given. character it is a it's given. not. I don't know. I don't think it's a given. No one feels we need to say Damon. It's just obvious. Everyone like likes Damon. He's the Tyrion of this Damon. show. Everyone loves I'm, him. I'm glad you brought that up, Daniel, because someone I won't name names, but they were like, "We don't have a Tyrion in this series," and uh, I was just like, "Okay, whatever, bro." But uh, Damon is, and if you don't believe that, you need to go watch our episodes yeah. back because he is. Damon yeah. is Tyrion. He is definitely Tyrion of the series. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, I- He's the misfit son of the great house who says what the socially inappropriate thing whenever he feels like, which is Tyrion to a T. Yeah. I think it took me a while to realize that Damon is the Tyrion because he's also like the sexy one and the dangerous one. Yes. Not just the funny, smart one. Well, so I I, I, I remember like a few episodes in, I was like, oh, he's the (laughs) Tyrion. Okay, great. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's because, great. I mean, he's just whenever he you, you want a character who like you don't know what they're going to do and you know, they could pop off in a moment. He always lends tension to a scene and they got absolutely. Matt Smith, who is an actor who will bring yeah. his own stamp to it. As Kimberly says, Damon doesn't yep. care. And I love it. Yeah. Damon is definitely the most like the show is much better for him being in it because he makes everyone around him react to the crazy stuff he does. And it brings out who they are and it sharpens who he is. And you can, you can get away with writing him doing a lot of crazy stuff because he's he's capable of a lot and it's already done stuff. I'm sure he'll do more. So like the show does not work as well without him. He, he, he needs to be in there. He's great. Love him. Viserys is great. Rhaenyra is great. Corliss is great. Um, Jace again. Yeah. I've liked him a lot. Someone said that my salary was kind of disappointing, which I kind of agree with, too. She really hasn't made much of an impact. And I really did not like the way they shoved her into episode nine. I'll just say it right. Yeah. Um, any of your thoughts on characters? Because I have another question bubbling, that, but, it's a, but it's a topic change. So I want to make sure we get every campus things first. I feel like we're not giving Rainies enough credit either i feel yep. like her performance she was a slow grower for me yeah no back and forth he's a slow grower but season. i really appreciate her at the beginning being hard on rhaenyra being like you're going to have to learn how to stand your ground you're going to have being assertive with her because 
she's the only one being honest mm. with Renee. Everybody's like, oh, no, girl, we're just going to make you queen when he dies. And she's like, no, they won't. No, they won't. And so her being stern. She and, knew. Yeah. And then by the end of it, where she's with Corliss being like, we're here for you. We're, we we support you and back you. I think that's I like that because I ne- I couldn't figure out what she was going to do. Like she was very smart and strategic um, with the girls being betrothed to the boys, um, mm. with picking sides, um, when it came to who's going to, you know, take over driftwood if Corliss died, like you just really didn't know where she was going to stand. She would say one thing, but then she would kind of do another. It's very strategic. And then her waiting it out to see whether or not Rhaenyra was going to take that stand at the end. I'm excited to, to see what they do next with her. I haven't quite got that far in the book, but right. Yeah. yeah. I liked her in the end. I I, I, I thought that, that both she and Corliss like had this like very slow burn, but by the, by the final but by the final episode, I thought they both were rounded out nicely, and I did like that. And I really, so I was going to ask now that we can do a little more deeply, if you had to compare this to the first season of Game of Thrones, which one would you think came out ahead? Um, and I know that we kind of touched on it. Um, but I was interested if you had uh, any follow-up thoughts because I have a couple. I've mathematically broken it down. And great <laughs> comments, by the way. I, too, Mimi Faye, think Christian Cole's the worst. I barely think of him as a character because he's just this blob of anger and um, uh, scripting possibility. But um, in terms of anybody, Game of Thrones versus... <laughs> And another view says Rainey's world's worst grief, world's worst grief counselor. Very funny. Um, and Kimberly's going to get us going. Says this season one is better than Game of Thrones season one. Do you agree, people in the panel? Yes, I do. I do. I do. I do. After watching the first four episodes over again, because I remember five through ten pretty well, but I needed mm-hmm. to go back and look at right. the first four. And yeah. That battle scene with Stepstones was just enough of a, like a, uh, we needed that. House, um, yes, 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 yes. Game of Thrones, to me, in season one, moved slowly because there is so much details and everything else that you really need to know. With this, they took that risk, and you're just like, all right, we're just going to hang on and figure out these characters through time jumps and everything else, and it needed to be a little bit faster. Because to me, I felt like Game of Thrones was super slow in season one. I loved it. Like, that's one of my favorite seasons to rewatch, but I liked getting a lot of details, getting a lot of characters um, growing, children, the dragons, and everything else. It just kind of like the budget was better, obviously. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. There was just something about the way that, and I honestly think the way that you were just talking about Matt Smith, that's one of the biggest reasons I think that because uh, in season one, all you see is Danny and her brother. I don't even want to give him his name because I don't know. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> he don't deserve that good name. Doesn't. Um, that was the only kind of like Targaryen uh, personalities that we saw. You saw the lighthearted Danny, who was super young and you know naive, and then Daenerys, who was just a turd. And so, getting this whole entire world of Targaryen and understanding where they come from and why that they are the way they are, I House of Dragons. By the way, we have lots of good in, in the comments. Uh, yeah. People are saying no. People are saying yes. People are saying definitely. People are saying definitely not. Love that you guys are <laughs> contributing like this. To keep it coming. I also think they do that yeah. because we know how Game of Thrones seasons two through eight go. We don't know what House of the Dragon is going to do. If we just yeah. look at season one and season one, 
uh, Game of Thrones just kind of, you know, went along. Yeah, Ned at the end, the whole bless. R. I like, um, but yeah, Nicole's comment that uh, Game of Thrones season one had a lot of world building to do since everything yeah. was new to us. House of the Dragons able yeah. to skip past a lot of that. Yes, just go straight to the characters and drama, agree. which I do agree with. Um, how about you guys? Have anything to? I'm going to guess you are both on um, uh, Savannah's side and the side of some of our commentators. No. Ooh. Oh, no. Okay, I, Daniel, what do you I think? I am not. Are you saying, um, do you agree I, with LCH Jeremy, who says not better than Game of Thrones season one? Oh, the comment went away. Yes. Do you agree with LCH Jeremy? I do. Oh, uh, House Dragon I, does have potential to be better if overall when it's said and done. I, I think it's hard because there's such different types of stories. I touched on this during the mm-hmm. Sunday podcast. Yeah, nice. I think house of the dragon season one as a complete story is better than game of Thrones season one, because it is a complete story. It's the reign of Viserys Targaryen going to complete and utter shit by the end of the season after he dies. Sure. Um, I think the time jumps, the storytelling is a little more sophisticated. I it's hard for me to be quite as objective about this because I, loved the books for years before the show was a thing Mm -hmm. so like i saw someone i think maybe cassandra oh no um someone was talking about it being confusing that there were so many characters and places in game of thrones and that didn't matter for me because i i you know I, i knew them all going into it um i think game of thrones you know we talk about dan i know you really loved episode nine of House of the Dragon. I didn't like it at all. Um, How'd you hear that? I know. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so that is, I don't think there was a weak link. You know, uh, personally, I liked episode nine, but I do think it has been kind of divisive. There are people who liked it and didn't like it. Game of Thrones didn't have a weak link like that in the first season. They, f- which the advantage they had was that they followed the book like 2AT in season one they skipped some things they changed a couple of things but there were no major deviations from the source material at all in the first season it was mainly budget stuff like they couldn't show that first battle that Tyrion was in um so i don't think there was anything they had eight dollars they had to spend them on daenerys and viserys's two blonde wigs um (laughs) All the stuff with the Dothraki and Khal Drogo, I thought was excellent. So right, it's hard right. because I think Game of Thrones, if you liked the broader world building, the more epic uh, fantasy globe trotting story with more mysteries, because as much as House of the Dragon, I think it's a just more polished. It's almost unfair to compare them because it is built yeah. on the foundation of Game of Thrones yeah. season. It's definitely more polished. I agree with that. Um, but I think in terms of the mysteries, Game of Thrones was better because it just had more room for them yeah. because this show is all about this one family falling apart. It's more focused mm-hmm. thematically. Game of Thrones had the White Walkers. It had the houses. It had Daenerys getting her dragons the in the Walkers, first yeah. season. Um, Ooh, it's, it's so, yeah, it's I, it depends on what you like, I guess. But I, <laughs> I would be hesitant to really say season one of House of the Dragon is better. Um, a diplomatic answer from Daniel Roman. That's I know, me. now he has me questioning all of my... <laughs> You're right. I will be the Viserys Targaryen of our podcast and roll <laughs> down the middle. I don't, I'm not going to upset anyone. I think they're both very good. As, but um, Game of Thrones as... for me, there's a reason George R.R. R. Martin wrote that story as the one that 
spans a bunch of giant tomes versus fire and blood, which is an abridged history. Mm -hmm. And that is because I think the most compelling plot beats are in game of Thrones, even though the dance of the dragons is the next closest thing in his world. In my opinion, I can't tell if you like it better or not. Um, Natalie, what do you think? It's very, very close, but I personally liked house of the dragon season one more. Um, I just, I really liked how it was contained. Like, I think it's good to just focus on something first and then expand, mm-hmm. which we might see. I think we're seeing in season two. Um, personally, I just like that a little but bit we're more. we're ready for it now. Yeah. Yeah. I like getting to know the characters a lot more. I think the acting in this was, see, I need to go back and rewatch the first season of Game of Thrones, but I think arguably the acting in this was better. The production, I I'd agree with that. I, this might be a hot sure. take, but because this, obviously these stories, these shows are so plot driven, I'm more into like the cinematography and things like that over a story. I don't care as much about a story as t- at times. So the fact that this had such a bigger budget and looked so much better kind of pushed it over the edge for me. It, I think it, it just looks look so good. And I think some of the early episodes of Game of Thrones were a little cheesy watching them back. I'm like, yeah, this looks kind of bad. I don't know, but I need to rewatch it. As of right now, somebody said it in the comments. I forget who, I'm sorry, but it is recently biased for me. Definitely, Jeez. I'll admit that. So I need to go back and rewatch, but right now, House of the Dragon has it. It is wild to think what? that Game of Thrones, like at the time, was this like new benchmark for how good a fan show could look. And you compare yeah. it to like, yeah. you know, Hercules, like Xena or something, which is a good show, yeah, yeah. but just like is just looked like ass compared to what HBO was doing. And now the bar has been raised so much <laughs> higher. I mean, this it it, it looks yeah. spectacular. It just does. Yeah. Um, one, can I, I add one thing to what Natalie was just saying? Yes. I do think I do think Game of Thrones hasn't. Like, I still love it, obviously, but I do think if you go back and watch season one, there are some aspects where it's almost a little campy in terms of how it's yeah. aged, especially yeah. the soundtrack. I think Raman really? Jawadi is just like leagues better now than when Thrones started. And you can tell like he used a lot more um, like electronic instruments, like synthesized strings in the early seasons, especially. And that gives it a, a slightly campier tone. I rewatched the Red Wedding recently and like, it was amazing, but the soundtrack compared to what he did in House of the Dragon is not on the same level. Um, so that's just that one, guy is not one messing around. Point. Like yeah. I thought maybe he'd be a little bored by this point, but he had some great tunes this season. The Allison yeah. dress thing was great. The Sarah's walk across the floor. Yeah. That song was great. Um, I'll start the by saying that I sequence. Agree. The what? The whole wedding sequence had an amazing oh. soundtrack, even oh, though I didn't dancing. like the scene as much. I do agree with LCH Jeremy, who says we can all agree they're both phenomenal and House Dragon has a bright future. I do agree with that. I do think, yeah. and it's true that I haven't watched Game of Thrones in a while, so maybe I should go back and watch it. I guess I put a lot of stock in what you said, Daniel, about that not really having a weak link. Like mm-hmm. I and I, I think we do forget how yeah. many characters popped. Like Tyrion popped, Arya yeah. popped, Daenerys popped. 
Jon Snow was immediately lovable, even though he's kind of he's like the Jaceres equivalent to just kind of like he's steady and yep. you can't you know, he's great. Uh, I mean, I thought even like the like Cersei pop, Jamie pop, their twin sex. It was shocking. Bran eh, is fine. He got pushed <laughs> out of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ned and Catelyn. Cat- oh. Liza Aaron People, was in the oh, first yes, season. Remember all this stuff. Like these characters were really bringing <laughs> yeah, yeah. it hard. And I, 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 I do think Game of Thrones season one told a more balanced kind of and more sort of un- unimpeachable, at least for the story. You're right. The can't be the can't be visuals might hurt it if we go all the way back. It's true. But I thought it was a great build. And I do think House the Dragon fumbled in some ways. I don't think Game of Thrones had as any black hole characters like Kristen Cole, who just every time he's around, I'm like, how are you around? Um, I did not <laughs> like the episode nine. I just didn't. I thought they were going down the character. I don't think that ever happened. And again, the characters on, on this kind of show are so important. Like the show is the characters. If you don't get the characters right, you really yeah. don't have anything. So if you're making them act like they, they, that they shouldn't act, it, it really stands out to me. And I didn't like what they were doing to Otto. didn't like what they were doing to Rainey's. Um, and I can get past it because the next one rebounded nicely, but that really was a low point. Game of Thrones doesn't really have that. So I think Game of Thrones is better, but House of has a lot going for it. And it's a marathon on a sprint. Yeah. I'm looking forward to what they do. Um, as LGH Jeremy says, he thinks Jer- Game of Thrones had better acting in season one. Some of those scenes between Sean Bean, Mark Addy was great too. Lena Headey, Michelle Fairley were second yeah, he to was. none. Oh, and he agree with Daniel. The music in House of Dragon is way better. I haven't listened to the music in House of Dragon in yeah, a while. I got to go back for that. That sounds interesting. Because I guess I'm just used to Raman Jawadi's later season stuff being epic. Maybe I haven't uh, heard the synthesizer stuff from the early seasons as much recently. Yeah, it definitely, you don't realize it until you go back and watch it. I It was not in my mind even remotely until I rewatched them. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, ramen ramen's gotten a bigger budget over the years you can really tell and he's gotten better at what he does um another view says that maylee's is the ed sheeran of house of the dragon another view please explain <laughs> i'm curious <laughs> what? i think in episode nine probably like why did oh that because he shows up and uh, nobody wants okay. him there yeah i think so <laughs> or just like a random thing like Rough. why was that thrown in <laughs> all right um, okay. <laughs> Savannah, any of your thoughts on all this? What we've been John about? Um, it's at a standstill now. After listening to all of y'all, I'm just oh, like, nice. okay, I like them both equally now because <laughs> Game of Thrones is just such a staple. Like, no mm-hmm. matter, you just watch it and you just love it. Like, always have. And um, with House of the Dragon, I feel like there, there, there were a few moments, but like, Maybe it is recency bias, but at the same time, like I recently watched season one yeah. and I'm like, yeah. I like this one because of the different ways that they, I like the time jumps and, and I like yeah. dra- more dragons and yeah. to know the characters a little bit more. And, but I love the Starks too. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's fair to compare them because we didn't yeah. know what Game of Thrones was going to be after mm-hmm. season one of their show. Sure. We loved it. I'm so, well, I didn't watch it then. I binged, but like, yeah. I'm assuming everybody loved it, which is why it got seasons two through eight or whatever else. With House of the Dragon, like we didn't know what to expect and it was awesome. So yeah, like what they're going to fix their mistakes from the early episodes of Game of Thrones, even the late ones that people don't like. So it's just mm-hmm. like, that's why people think it's better because 
they fixed what they did wrong with a lot of ways. And I so overhearing people, well, the writing sucks and blah, 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 blah. No, it doesn't. It is freaking phenomenal. Outside of episode nine, I really can maybe <laughs> count on one hand the things that I didn't like or didn't think were good writing. And so yeah. and everybody's like, well, they might fumble season. No, fam. No. Like, y'all stop. <laughs> Hopefully like, not. This is going to be good. These people have been doing this for so long. Grandpa George is not going to put out something terrible. So just love it. I don't know. Just They're stop. both good. Yeah. They're both different. I do like if you think about House of Dragon, like I, I, I have problem like Kristen Cole's a bit of a black hole. My Sarah has kind of been like a little, eh. but yeah, it's good. Someone said that they're paper thin characters. I don't agree with that. I, I think they might not have uh, like not at all like the the breadth and depth of the Game of Thrones cast, but that's a fine kind. You know, they weren't based on these giant novels. I will a- say some great yeah. comments. By the way, man, you guys are you guys are really bringing it. Um, the house. As Q says, the Allison and Rhaenyra dynamic is confusing. We went over that, though. Um, Someone said that it is didn't like the fact that Allison and Rhaenyra were both completely different from the book, which I find interesting because Rhaenyra did kind of shock me while reading the book because <laughs> mm. <laughs> of what her and Damon did together, according to Mushroom, anyway. Mushroom, um, that guy. Oh, Savannah, <laughs> now that you're reading, and Natalie, do you wish Mushroom were here? Yes, kind of. I just want to see him in the back, like <laughs> walking around and oh, to, that would be you know, kind of fun. Yeah. Because like he's the one to see all this stuff. So everything else is secondhand and they don't want to take his well, word because he's mushroom. But I'm according like, to mushroom, he's the one seeing all this stuff. <laughs> Who are we to question mushroom? I no, we're going to <laughs> If we can um Pull back for like a meta thing for a second. I'm not sure if we all watched Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. No. So it's unfair to no. compare this show to the other Game of Thrones show. It's it's even more unfair to compare this to Lord of the Rings. And we're going to do it anyway. Just for it? a brief second. Is it? I think um, it's more fair. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not. I think it's fair to Amazon compare Amazon spent half them. a billion dollars. It's way more fair and, to compare it to the Rings of Power. And they were like kind of put next to each other. Do you think this show did There's, what HBO needed it to do? I guess, which is, you know, be good, get people talking about Game of Thrones again, maybe turn it into a little franchise they can marvelize in the next 20 years or whatever. I I, I hope they don't do it. And I mean, yes, yeah. also beat out Rings of Power, which was airing at the same time. Was this a success? It, it was a success for us, like as viewers. I think we can all say that was it yeah. a success for HBO in terms of where this goes next. Uh, yeah, I think undeniably, yes. I mean, it's their, yeah. basically their biggest show since Game of Thrones ended. Question. Yeah, well, I think what you said about it, uh, I'm going to mute someone else talk. My phone's ringing. <laughs> okay, yeah. it's gone. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm awash with tech issues today. Um yeah, I think it did. Okay, cool. It I think it laid to rest those really stupid arguments that I've never yeah. agreed with that no one cares about Game of Thrones anymore. Yeah. Obviously, that's not true. Yeah, um I think it did prove that it could be a franchise, that they could make other shows yeah. and people would come out for them. I hope that they take the lesson of what they did right in this instance, which is mm-hmm. they didn't try to churn out 
something as soon as Thrones ended and try to, you know, here are our four shows, which is not to throw shade at Netflix, uh, but is what The Witcher has done. Yeah. Uh, And The Walking Dead. They basically kneecap their own ending by saying, here are our five spinoffs for all our main characters. So now you can go into the finale knowing none of them will die. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I hope that HBO takes that lesson to their other shows and, and takes the time to make each one as good as House of the Dragon, because I think that is what has made House of the Dragon work, is that they took their time. They told a very difficult story to tell they did. in a they very did. ambitious way. Um, and they focused on the quality, which is like, that's HBO's thing. Like that's their stamp. Yeah. I hope they stick the to posh. that and they can make as many shows as they want, but just don't rush to cram them down our throats because yeah. that is where I think they'll get into trouble. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly asked, what is ROP? That is the rings of power, which um, the commenters, when I agree with them are very much saying was the uh, lost this little battle. Uh, easily which, yeah yeah um natalie you watch both did amazon ever have a chance here i don't think so so i haven't finished the rings of power so that yeah, tells me where thing. where my head's at um it looks great and that's the only reason i'll finish it no other reasons really yeah. <laughs> whereas house of the dragon i'm like on the edge of my seat every week so yeah yeah. I didn't Savannah, watch it. does this make you want like another Game of Thrones show? Like, oh yeah, has this oh, stoked oh, the can't. fires of franchise interest in you? Yeah, what? Yeah, I mean, I'm just mad that I have to wait <laughs> two years, but I understand why I have to wait two years because you need good yeah. writing. You need to take that time to make sure things are done the right way. But I would love to see the the Jon Snow spinoff. I would love to mm-hmm. see on the Conqueror time frame. Like, maybe make that a mini yeah. series. And like or do something a movie even that. yeah or even just a movie something That'd like be cool just, I need to see it I've read about it listened to it like I need to see that like yeah more than I need to see a remake of season eight of Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't remake season eight of Game of Thrones that <laughs> that's madness no one should should do that no, it's um I I think with Rings of Power too. Um, you know, we talked about uh, uh, weak links, uh, how episode nine maybe is the debatably the weak link of House of the Dragon season maybe, one. Debatably, just say it. It's I'm saying time. debatably. I liked it. I liked episode eight. I agree with some of the issues, uh, but I still enjoyed it. I've rewatched Good. that one probably okay. more than most of the season. I don't know. Don't ask me. It's convincing but yourself the, the power. whole time. Okay, come on. Yeah, Rings of Power had issues the whole way through. I agree with someone who said uh, the visuals are fantastic. The story was boring. It's fascinating to me because they almost went the opposite direction of House of the Dragon. Rings mm-hmm. of Power is based on something that spans thousands of years, and they they basically said, <laughs> we can't do that. Let's make this as streamlined as possible and cram all our events together so we don't need to recast characters, introduce new characters as we go on. We can get a sealed door hanging out with very early second age people and we'll make it work. Um, and House of the Dragon went the opposite way and said, we're going to have time jumps every other episode. The viewers are going to have to be smart enough to keep up with us. And I think the proof is in the pudding. Like it worked. Pudding. 
people are also, smart people will, so, sorry so Kimberly was like, am I the only person that didn't have a problem with season seven and eight? I love season seven and eight of Game of Thrones. I have no problems with any of it. I was just making fun of people who hate Game of Thrones season eight because they didn't like how it ended. I like season, <laughs> season seven. I liked it all. I, I watch it like all the time. Christmas coming up. I don't know what it is, but I like to watch it like in December because I mm-hmm. can usually finish it by you know. Christmas. White Walkers holiday-ish. coming down and everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's a whole I like other seven, podcast. And eight. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I, so I've rewatched them both recently too, right before House of the Dragon. I yeah. like them both. I think there are really, really good things about both of them. The Long Night, sure. yes. I wouldn't change a thing. I just wish there were mm. more episodes before it. Um, and lighting, better lighting. Oh, and that's I love it. the lighting. The didn't the lighting is the way it should look. Yes. Um, see anything, but you I, can I do think a sense eight, of darkness without actually making it hard for us to see. Sorry, go on. Nah, it is Show the, the part. It is Show the apocalypse. Show I will. Um, sight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I think rewatching Game of Thrones season eight. I, there are just things I think they should have taken a little more time with, even though I love yeah. a lot of the stuff I agree that with happened. I agree. The second half but yeah. was a bad part. But um, uh, Dan's right. Getting to another the end podcast of our hour here. Um, any final thoughts? House of the Dragon season one. Um, just in general, I'm, I'm not going to ask a question. Just any final thoughts? Loved it. Yep. They they Ooh. did such a great job with it with the writing, the character cast, like the casting. All of it is just kind of like it's just setting a tone for what's to come. And I'm excited for season two. I trust the writers. I trust Grandpa George to get this other book done. I'm like, let me, this is so, okay. I've watched Game of Thrones a ton. I've started reading the books on Kindle that way. But I bought a hard copy of this one for a reason. And that's because I'm so interested in what's going to happen next and knowing the next move, how they're going to, you know, incorporate it and everything else. Like that should tell you kind of what this season has done for me. Cause I'm not someone that's just like jumps on board right away, but I've absolutely loved it. There's only been a few things that I was just like, didn't like, and even rewatching episode nine, I've, I've grown to appreciate it. I don't necessarily love it, but like I get it. And so I'm just like buying too many house of the dragon things because I'm now in love with the show even more. And I think it made me love the game of Thrones even more because it makes me understand. Yeah. Where it came from, even though that show was before everything before all this, like I understand it a little bit better now because we're getting more in depth of certain characters and stuff. We don't yeah. talk about how the, the, that the new show has done a good job of like situating itself in the same universe and feeling like it's, like it, it like this literally did lead into the other thing that's nice mm-hmm. um yeah but yeah Great. uh we're pretty out of time daniel do you, uh, natalie you want to say anything else or can, can, can we wrap this up natalie no i i really really loved it i agree with savannah you know i liked game of thrones i loved game of thrones but it never made me be like mm-hmm. let me read all the books and now i am so yeah. that's a testament to the show did you find the page daniel oh yeah did i you? did I did. Okay. So the long night. Let's see if we can do this. I can't see. This is the. <laughs> That's <laughs> nice. Awesome. The first long night. 
this is the kind of color palette. And I feel like they pulled that off in the show they pretty, pretty exactly. I don't know what you're talking about. I can see there, what though. the guy looks like. Yeah. His sword's on fire. Whenever there's fire, and you can, I can see what see was going what on in the show, like. too. <laughs> um, whole other I, I loved... <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes. Is the lighting good or bad? Let's discuss. Um, <laughs> an hour and a half. I... I loved House of the Dragon season one. I think it was a, an enormous success. Um, it's so fascinating now to think about it and be like, was it any good? Like, what do we think? Because a few months ago, we were all like, please don't let it suck. Please don't let it suck. And it and it didn't. Um, so, yeah. Yay, House of the Dragon. Can't wait for season two. I also just want to say to, I think it was Tanesha B in the chat. We'll talk about the peripheral next week. So come back and, and listen because if you do want to hear talk about that. We we do this show uh, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Winter is Coming Facebook page and the Winter is Coming YouTube page. If you're all watching, if you watch us now, please feel free to subscribe, ring the bell, come back to see all our fun, wonderful, beautiful insights and content. Uh, we're also available in podcast form wherever podcasts are available, be it Google Play, iTunes, or elsewhere. It's been fun. The Sunday shows are now over, but we're going to keep doing the Wednesday yep. afternoon shows until something else pops up. I don't know. We'll watch something else. Um, so see you guys then. We'll be back next Wednesday, but there will be a 10-year time jump in between. We will all be recast with new people. See you then. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.